Hey, uh, this is Todd, and before we start today's show, just letting you know, we'll only be putting out one episode of the Far Out Podcast this week, but um, we'll be back next week putting out two shows as usual on Mondays and Wednesdays. Also, uh, I'm going to play a little clip to start the show of a show that's out right now, I guess it's episode 27 of the Brian Whitman Podcast. Um, we're doing some good stuff, so I just thought maybe you guys might want to hear some of the better stuff, maybe you can check the show out. Um, this is Brian and I uh, discussing the recent John Travolta controversy. And for those of you who aren't familiar with Brian Whitman, uh, he's been in the radio business for, got over 20 years, and he uh, was on the Conway and Whitman show that was on at KLSX at nights, and he's like a master impressionist and did morning radio for years. Just one of the funniest guys in the world. And um, also, uh, he also does like political talk radio at the same time. So he's the kind of guy that could call up to do wacky impressions on morning shows and then, boom, get right into political talk. So he's just a really great guy, and we're having a lot of fun doing the show. Um, so I just want to play a clip of... Uh, one of the bits we did recently that I really liked. And then on with another episode of Far Out. All right, so let's talk about something a little more, um, a, a little lighter that doesn't have to do with my service. Yeah. Johnny effing Travolta, dude. Yeah. John Travolta. Last week, this story broke. Now, by the time you hear this, other shit might have happened, but this is a podcast, and you can't, you know, it's not live, so we're going to talk about what we know right now concerning the allegation made against John Travolta, which I understand through a spokesperson he has denied up and down denial. Uh, Todd Perry is here in the newsroom. Todd Perry, what's going on? Well, I think, Brian, I think first we need to start with, you know, there's, first of all, there's an accusation by uh, a masseuse and another masseuse. Dude, uh, both dudes. But both dudes. Uh, that that uh, Mr. Travolta has been making sexual advances, uh, made sexual advances at them. Yeah. Now, what? Yeah. Now, what? my thing is. You do a, yeah. You what? do Circa Welcome Back Carter? Or? It's uh, Cotter. Carter was the president. Right. Cotter was the teacher. Right. Yeah, I just do a little bit of John Travolta. You were saying, I'll drop it in. Yeah. Uh, my, my thing is, I guess there's been a, a history, and maybe we can talk about this as a group before we get into this, Yeah. Uh, people suspecting that John Travolta was into these kind of gay liaisons. Right. And we'd all heard that. I mean, yeah. everybody, yeah. I think, is, especially maybe people who live in Los Angeles, Hollywood, if you're on the perimeter of the entertainment industry, you've heard that. And I think most people recognize that that's a rumor, but who cares, really? Yeah, but I mean, I mean, it's a rumor, and I'm a fan of John Travolta. I always really liked him. And uh, I, I don't want this to get out of the realm of rumor. This is all rumor. This could be people trying to take his money, just like Michael Jackson and Chad Mellis. The well, lawyer you know? did say, though, that there's more. he's got more people coming forward. Yeah. There's well, more than just what? the two. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what? More people. <laughs> more people coming who I touch their balls. Yeah. What? So he did. He, he touched some. The, by the way, it's not just a rumor. If a lawsuit's filed, if a lawsuit's filed, okay. A fact. The fact is, a lawsuit's been filed. Right. Uh, it's also a fact that we don't know if this if it's true, if it's real. We don't know if the claim is valid. Yeah. And John Travolta says it's not valid. I didn't touch anybody's balls. What? <laughs> yeah. So okay. So Todd, tell us what you know about. Did he go like he was getting a massage at the hotel, Beverly Hills Hotel? It always happens there. Whitney Houston drowns there. Was he at the Beverly Hills Hotel? He said, "Go get some dude." This is what I read online yesterday. He, uh, uh, we're gonna give the guy two hundred dollars. Give him two hundred dollars. Tell him to wear a speedo. So he comes over, and the guy, and then I guess John Travolta is getting the massage and some sort of unwelcome sexual advance. Yeah, I reach for his cockeroo, Mister Cotton. So uh, what happens is, here, here's what happened. At the beginning, uh, the defendant himself, Mr. Travolta, Travolta, picked up the plaintiff in a black Lexus SUV. 
Okay. Mr. Travolta is wearing dark glasses, jeans, and a very loose-fitting athletic shirt. Whoa. I'm thinking possibly the one he was wearing in Staying Alive. <laughs> there were Trojan condoms on the console of the vehicle. Oh, wow. What and, about Direct Vibrations condoms? And there appeared to be two or three wrappers from chocolate cake packages on the floor of the SUV. Yeah, yeah. I have food jones. Yeah. I love to eat. What? Yeah. Blowjob? Yeah. What? I like this. This is like what, what a total Scientologist like OD moment is. It's like they don't drink, they don't smoke. He's like, Hostess. I got to go down to Sprinkles in Beverly Hills, right? And I got to go get myself three cupcakes. I need a man whore and some entomans. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> I haven't done this impression in 10 years, so it's horrible. I'm sorry. It's great. <laughs> so what happened here? Everybody and welcome back to the Far Out Podcast. My name is Todd Andrew Perry, and to the right of me is the great, fantabulous Buck Perez. John, how are we doing? And to the left of me, oh, sounded good there. Sounded good there. Yeah, sound, sound kind of slowed down. Sound a little. Sounds a little bit different to you. <laughs> yeah, a little slow. To the left of me is the great Elliot Dagan. Glad to be here. It's wonderful that you're here. Elliot Elliot is the announcer on our show, and Buck was giving us a little bit of shit on a show uh, a couple shows ago when uh, Lars Kenseth was on, the very funny Lars Kenseth. Hey, hey. And uh, Elliot and I took a man trip when we went out to go see Pulp in Pomona oh, and stayed at a hotel, and Buck was dissing the fact that I go on these like sideways like man trips with guys <laughs> and uh, say that they're borderline homoerotic, and I say nay. I say they are gaycations. <laughs> I, have have you gone on one with Todd? No, I have not. Are you and just jealous? I, 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 it, there's a little bit of that in there, okay? <laughs> Elliot, El, Elliot, looks, Elliot was very satisfied by his gaycation with wow. Todd to Pomona to see the Pulp Show. Wow. Show was amazing. There was a moment I'm after. I'm sorry, so something developed after the show? Well, after not, Elliot and I, because we were in Pomona, California, yes. and we, you know, and we. We had just sat in a, in a rock concert, which was loud all night, and we wanted to keep drinking because we had a hotel room, and you know, it was right up the street from the venue because we could sit and go get effed up, which Elliot and I do together very well. Woo! We put on a good buzz together well. But what happens is... I get vacation. Uh, during... And... Now, I'm sorry, Elliot, there wasn't any, like, sideways trips to, like, you know, a Shakespeare festival or something like that? No. Because this is kind of mandated, this is kind of par for the course of no, this guy. Just, just the show. That's huh? all we did. Huh? Separate beds. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you, guys say beds that, yes. you guys say that laughingly, like, looking at each other. I don't know what that was. Did you see that? Did so, anyone else see that? After the show, Elliot and I are looking for a place to have like a drink in Pomona, but it's all like clubs that are like really, really loud, and it's like the banging music. Yeah, every every room is like that, and so I think Elliot later said that I look like a total asshole because we went up to one club, and I guess it was like a hip hop club, and I just heard like a bunch of loud music, and I just want to sit down and have a fucking beer, and the rap group was hanging out outside of the club, and I walked up to them, I go, "Excuse me, are there any bars around here that are quiet?" And then Elliot said I'd look just like an old... Yeah, 80 years old. An man. old 80-year-old white guy walking up and be like, the music here is too loud. Do you have any... No, but really, I just sat in a rock concert the whole <laughs> where, day, and where, I just want to sit down and enjoy a beer. Where can I park my bald head? <laughs> old-ass body. And then Elliot, like, dissed me, but Elliot wasn't doing shit. He wasn't asking around for a fucking bar or whatever. So Elliot and I wind up at a Mexican bar, like, 
it wasn't Mexican food. It was like literally where like the farm workers yeah. that work in Pomona hang out. I, I got that, yeah. And good times. There were not everybody it there was, was karaoke and, oh. and some Mexican dudes were ripping on some like ranchero music. Nice. And they were so good, I didn't even realize it was karaoke. I just thought it was the speaker system. And I look, and there's this guy with like the Kenny Powers haircut, where like he has the curly hair, the the curly mullet, like oh, nice. the Mexican soccer player mullet, and he's and he, rocking it. And he's just rocking it. And so Elliot and I sat in there and got really drunk, and they had a Raiders coaster, so I was excited. And we, we ended up having a good night. Uh, but you forgot to mention, right after the show, we did go to a clubby bar. Okay. And we saw the paraplegic guy in the wheelchair. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, there was some guy okay. who was like a paraplegic in a wheelchair, which is probably the weirdest thing you're going to see after a show. You've put on a good buzz already. Yeah, well, we were in a club, and there was a guy in like the Stephen Hawking wheelchair like rolling around the club trying to get women. And I was like, you know what? That's not... There's nothing wrong with that. Elliot's like... <laughs> Elliot's like, look at that dude. Look at that dude. And I'm like, no, no, but dude, the guy's just trying to fucking get his. Elliot, why you gotta dis- like, just? The guy's got problem enough. He's a paraphucking plegic. Again, just like you guys, he's trying to get his, get some shit, man. He, he's trying to get his shit on, mm-hmm. dude. And Elliot was judging. Why is there a paraplegic in here? Like, why are you anti-handicapped? I was all about like, let's buy this motherfucker beer. Let's get him drunk. I don't think you ever said you, that you were gonna buy that guy a beer and get him drunk, Todd. No, I just said quit staring at him. Is what I said. <laughs> It's just something uh, you're not really prepared for after a show that's, uh, you know, like you said, it was an intense show. Yeah. We were drunk. Yeah. That's a curveball that you get thrown every now and then. Yeah, okay. Mm. So well, speaking of curveballs, mm. Elliot Dagan, announcer Elliot. Now, previously on the show, you came out and you were doing uh, some stand-up comedy and we did a whole bit about your, your performance at the Long Beach Chuckle Hut, which... Uh, came to very some, negative reviews. It was someone, very bad yeah, comedy. Someone, someone say he bombed. Yeah, I, I, it was a total bomb. I thought someone it was pretty good. No, it was. The, I thought the reaction was pretty well endeared <laughs> to what I was doing. No one mm-hmm. liked your Vietnam jokes. <laughs> all right, you, you were taking everyone back with those. Yeah, yeah it just wasn't. It, your humor wasn't appropriate. Like your delivery was kind of snide, and I, I don't. You played the audio. We played the audio on the show. This is a show like in the early '80s, I think, of the the Far Out Pocket, and. No big laughs from the audience. It was just mostly people jeering. It was a small room, but but it wasn't your crowd, Elliot. Uh, okay, That's, I would I would say that. Yeah, maybe some of those people didn't understand. Mm. And as somebody who knows a little bit about stand up comedy, just a little bit, just a pinch, just a pinch, a little bit about comedy, I would say that maybe did you did you reflect differently on your life after that? Did you decide to go in any new areas? Because you, you told me you had somebody you wanted to promote today. Uh, well, yeah. I think that gave me good speaking experience. I definitely learned a little more about people and what they want. And I think at that point you hit rock bottom too. Yeah? You, you, you just hit, hit rock bottom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Had to do something else. Well, yeah. I, would, I would say there was a, there was a spiritual uh, understanding that I came to on mm, that. Really? Yeah. Uh, something that really happened to me deep in my soul uh, connecting me with the rest of the universe, I kind of realized. Wow. Really? So you've had some kind of spiritual epiphany. Yeah, and... You went to Tijuana. That's what it was. I went to the spiritual equivalent of Tijuana. Like, a, like kind of a Valhalla of Tijuanas. Mm. Huh. So what can... So what, so what do you... Okay. I, I know, Elliot, we're friends, but I also... It doesn't get past me the fact that sometimes you want to use the show to promote the shit you're doing. Well, I am doing something, yes. And I would like to share it with the world because I think the world would find it very important and helpful to hear. Well, you know, we, we have a policy of real talk on this show. Hashtag real talk. And Buck and I, I feel that we feel, you know, if, if you've got something you're trying to foist on the public, that maybe we'll judge it. 
You know, we'll tell you if it's good, it's good. We'll tell you about it. But if it, if it, you know, if it ain't working, then no, it ain't shit. Yeah, well, you know, I think it's more like Scientology. I'm not foisting it on the public, but the people who want to hear it and want to be enlightened, they're willing to come. So, what's the message? What are you doing? Uh, well, I can't 100% tell you guys because it is uh, an item for sale, and I'm not really uh, in charge of the actual price and distribution. Okay, mm, you're just a talent. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm sharing the message, mm. and I'm doing it the best way that I can. Okay, mm. uh, in this system. Okay, it's horrible system. Uh, but I can give you some things. Okay. Well, what, what, I mean, what is, what is this that you're selling? What's the product? What's it called? What are you doing? Uh, it's meditation to get rich. Okay. Oh. Okay. So I'm, what down, is it? I'm, I'm down with it. Are you you're selling classes or you, what, what are you selling? Uh, I'm selling a series of DVDs, uh, where I speak and now, enlighten you. Does this meditation at all require any like kind of yoga poses? Because if it does, you lost me. Uh, not really that you know athletic. There's as it some is and, stretching, mm. not a lot of poses. But you say, so, you know, so you don't have to get in yoga poses to make money, mm. is what you're saying. So you're saying that you're saying, Elliot, that you have some kind of meditation strategy, kind of like the secret or it's the like, law of attraction, that's like going to help Robbins. people make money. It's Tim Robbins, here. like you have some Tim Robbins shit. It's you want to? Then you want to sell this to the audience? Want me to actually yeah, sit that the would far be great. audience we've tried to get for a long time? Now, if you're trying to screw them out of money, if you're trying to just take their money and not give them anything back, if you're, if you're oh, if they're you're getting just, something back. If you just know they're snake oil salesmen calling to abuse our audience, we're not going to do that. I've I've earned this audience through years and years of putting together quality podcasting, whether it be uh, the low budget FM show, the Brian Whitman podcast, or this, the Far Out podcast. So I don't, I don't want you to be fucking with our audience. I want to make sure what you're doing is legit. So we'll play it, we'll listen to it, and then we'll tell you how we feel. And he's a lot more outraged than I am. Yes. Go ahead. As usual. Yes. Now. Take a deep breath, cleanse your senses, and find some strength from deep within. Now for two to three minutes, cleanse your mind of all thoughts. If you have any ideas enter your mind, whisk them away like you're breaking clouds. But if you hear the voice of your inner child, let it speak. Don't discipline it. Pat your inner child on the bottom and put it to bed. Return to your zone of inner quiet and bliss. Is that a thought creeping into your head? Break it like clouds. All right, so this is pretty good. I'm feeling actually kind of relaxed listening to this here, Elliot. This is pretty good. Now, how is this supposed to make me any money? Like, Well, this is really just uh, the start, the introduction. Okay. You know, now, it, is this some kind of hypnosis thing? Because I'm feeling kind of weird right now. Yeah. Like, is this... Cause I, the music yeah. in the background was really kind of like mm. Eastern sounding, really spiritual. Like I kind of like the way you're going with it. I think he's he knows a little something about overdubbing, and I think he's trying to hypnotize people, right? Well, Correct. I, I, I'm, uh, I've been told that's actually uh, considered illegal for distribution in the U.S. All right, oh, let, gotcha. let, me, let me play a little more of this. So this is the first meditation on the on the, on the first disc, which is uh, entitled uh, "Meditate, uh, Meditate and Get Rich." Okay, let's listen to the next part of it. Now you should be reaching the point of inner depth that you can access your celestial bank account. Ask permission to enter your own Swiss bank. Withdraw all you like. Remember, you live in a world of abundance. 
If you cannot spiritually access your inner bank account, take a moment of quiet. Go to your inner celestial costume store and purchase a Ronald Reagan mask, a Glock, and get ready to pull a spiritual stick up. So wait, you're saying you're saying that inside of everybody there's this crazy celestial bank and you can become rich just by accessing it? Like that's just complete nonsense, Elliot. Are you saying we're all swayzy? Uh, well, we you know, I we think don't want to be you're, you're asking us to go and then rob our spiritual bank and you're then not, come back and take the money to, well, to commit. A, you're asking people to commit a crime on their lower subconscious levels. On a point break level. On a it's, point, yes. It's it's not your own uh, bank that you're going to be robbing. You see, that's the thing. You have your own wealth, and if you don't, you will find somewhere else to capitalize. Now, are you say, so? I don't see you're drinking a Modelo beer right now he's that pound, you bought. He's pounded for yeah. Look at him. So, Look at him. Are, are you making money actually by thinking this way by using these meditation techniques? I think there is a way to make money off of this, and no, I know, I know, not off of this. You're showing your fucking hand, bro. Do you think that for our listeners, they can actually try this meditation technique and think and in their in their in their meditation, think about robbing a bank and actually make money off this in in their their normal life just by meditating on this? Well, like their mantra. Will they actually get the chance to sell this lifestyle to others uh, with a percentage? So this is that a, they would also sell to other people. So this is a pyramid scheme. Uh, we don't like to use that word. We like to use a lateral triangle, uh, you know, plan. That's, that's smart. Really, you want? I'm so sorry, listeners. I'm so sorry out there that Elliot, who's a friend of mine, would try to force this on you guys. I'm, right. I'm not. I'm not pushing this on anyone. Uh, there is more. I think. I think this will actually help. Everyone's right. understanding well, at the top. Well, let's play the next track. You have one more meditation for us to listen to, and let's listen to that, and let's see what you can Again, I think hopefully he's hip- salvage. He's hypnotizing us, if not with his words. I'm fine. With his eyes. Elliot, don't look at him. I mean, Buck, don't look at him. I cannot. <laughs> I cannot right. look at him. Now, we are going to practice the mantra of abundance. Cream, cash rules everything around me. Cream, get the money, dollar dollar bill, y'all. Cream, cash rules everything around me. Cream, get the money, dollar dollar bill, y'all. Cream, cash rules everything around me. Cream, get the money, dollar dollar bill, y'all. Wait, so you're just, you're just, that's a Wu-Tang song, dude. Mm. Uh, well, you know, I, I, it's, it's a mantra, I would say, that people are familiar with, I would guess. So if I just meditate saying, cream, cash rules, everything around me, cream, get the money, dollar, dollar, bill, y'all, then I'll end up becoming rich? No, no, I didn't say that. You actually have to get the tapes, uh, the DVDs, you know, the whole set to actually, you know, learn all of the ways. Mm. Put a comment up if you've been trying, listening to these meditations here, playing them in your sleep or whatever, or maybe you've been meditating. If it's made you any money, let us know. If not, you know, you can also tell Elliot to fuck off because they don't want you abusing our listeners like this. So uh, before we uh, started today's show now, uh, we, we were having a discussion and... Uh, our, our friend Justin here, who's been hanging out, Justin, who did some of the artwork for our show. If you if you look at like the cast pages for my page or Oscars or Bucks, you'll see these really cool characters. And uh, Justin was sitting there talking about like 
how there's a guy in his neighborhood that sells corn and like the corn they like barbecue the corn and they do all these different things with the corn and then people buy the corn and then Buck said yeah there's, there's a truck for that yeah they actually uh we stole power from them once I had to use power from them yeah. from the corn truck from the corn truck yeah now Buck Buck works on a, a, a food truck like a really popular food truck in LA and uh, called the grilled cheese truck now I'm sure you see that going around town you see a lot of like food trucks with like really bad ideas that like the food sucks or whatever which is way too way too wrong mm, there's one I'm not gonna say the name okay but there's one truck you're not gonna add them add them fuck it right no 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 I'm not gonna but uh, I swear, professional. They do something. Uh, I think it's kimchi. You Food kimchi. truck confessionals. You know what? You, you know what kimchi is, yeah? Right, right. It's a Korean cabbage that they they bury with uh, many pickled spices, it's fermented shit like that. Yeah. It's tasty though. I don't know what it is, but every time that truck gets started, there's a certain smell to it. Now, kimchi. I've been I've been there twice. Okay, right. when this has happened, and the first time, I'm not joking. I thought someone had brought like a wet shaggy dog. Like right in front of my truck, like, <laughs> like not just wet dog, like Beethoven, like wet dog. You know what I'm saying? Like Beethoven, a big, wet dog. yeah, dude, like a big old fucking wet dog. And I'm like, oh, damn, where's like where's that coming from? And then one of the the cooks came from the back of the truck to the front, and he like comes to the front. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, damn, blah blah blah, truck. They always like that's what it smells like when they start up. So it's, it smells like kimchi, it which smells is like wet dog, dude. It smells like wet sopping wet dog. There's been a lot of bad food ideas out there. One thing is the uh, kimchi truck. Now, Elliot, we searched the internet to find out, besides the fact that um, there's bad food ideas going on in the food truck world that Buck knows about, uh, uh, evidently, it, throughout history, there's been bad food ideas. So Elliot here has a list of the top five worst food ideas going on uh, that have happened. All right. Uh, what were they thinking? Top five worst food ideas. Now, do we have a website for them? No, Todd, you don't have a website. No, no, we don't have a website for it. Just Google it. It's known. Just Google it, motherfucker. It's reputable. Ever what happened to the green and purple Heinz ketchup? Todd? No. Buck? I don't remember that shit? The green ketchup? No. No. I remember, I remember hearing about that. That was like it was. They had that different colored ketchup, and then because it was a different color, like people ate it, and then they thought it tasted different, even though it was the same thing, just dyed differently. Because like taste has such a, it's such just like when you taste something, it's not just what it is on your tongue. It's the visual aspect. It's the smell. It's it's the whole bit affects it. So I guess a different color than people hated it. It tasted Irish. Here's going to be a list of the worst food ideas people never liked. Uh, number one, coffee flavored Jello. Mm. Ooh. That actually almost sounds kind of good, like coffee cake. You know, coffee cake is good. Coffee ice cream. Yeah, coffee ice cream, coffee Jello. You know. In 1918, this is how far back this is going. Uh, Jello decided the world needed an alternative to morning routine and created a coffee flavored Jello. Mm. It's like Jello shots, but caffeine. Yeah, I can R- see this is good. That's actually not a bad idea. Like yeah, instead it's of not a bad idea. Like taking a jello shot of coffee in the morning, like instead of having like the hot cup and like spilling it on my crotch. It's like a whole new thing for a stupid ass generation coming up. Yeah. All they know is jello shots and uh, was it spring break? Yes. That's oh, all they know. That's all the kids know these jello days. Jello shots spring break. All they're doing is just jello shots spring break. That's what they live for, right? I jello shots. I mean, I, I wonder if jello coffee is the same way cuz you have a couple of jello shots and then you don't realize it and then you're like fucked up. 
like later because it all kicked in. I wonder if it's the same way with caffeine, where like you're just hanging out and you're like, oh my god, clean the house. This is like a new thing. This is like the beatnik generation. We'll we'll start it, you know. Yeah. Instead of doing gel shots, I'll do caffeine shots, dude. Yeah, we'll just take big. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be all jazzy. Instead of now, you're gonna start your own little cafe, Jello Cafe, dude. It's it's doing itself right now. I don't need to do it. Anyway, right. I, I'd actually buy this product, but it would be a little weird. Like in the morning when you're getting ready, normally you're making your coffee, but you'd be making jello. So you'd have your. You'd, Doesn't that shit take like an hour? You'd have your corning way around. You'd have to chill it and you'd have to do that thing where you, you shake it. So it's like. All, boobs. You, need is, all you need is Bill Cosby on this shit. Yeah. <laughs> no! Got this you want to have yourself on. some jello, button? I did not want you to start doing impressions. Now we have That's, jello. You shouldn't have started. Coffee! Cake! You say the word, it comes out. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. You, you unleash the cause, dude. You don't want to unleash the cause. It's like the Kraken. You don't unleash the cause. All right. Uh, we got anything else is in there? Like, is that like 80s cause? Because it's not Cosby Show cause. It's like, you know, mid before Cosby Show. Right? No. Yeah. But no. Deal. Wait, the Cosby Show or the Bill Cosby Show? Oh, that's a bit different. What you talking <laughs> See, now all the people who like the show from the low-budget FM days are very excited. They haven't heard my horrible Bill Cosby impersonation, which is more like a bad Richard Pryor, uh, for a long time. So there you go. Okay, just so clarified, do a Richard Pryor right now. No! <laughs> it's exactly the same. And the bitch pissed! <laughs> when... Is that all it is? That's the difference. When a wino comes up to you and asks you for money, Yeah. every time there's a wino... Talking like Dracula. I don't know. Uh, move it. Any, anything else, Ellie? Move up. Okay. Uh, this might be the most amazing thing I've ever fucking heard in my life. Gerber singles. Was it Gerber baby food for adults? Yup. This would be the best thing if you had one of those sexual fetishes where you dressed up like a baby. You know, and you wear the baby diaper and then you poo on yourself, you know? <clears throat> yeah, that'd be great if you were like that. <laughs> no? Yeah, that'd be awesome. No, I, I, I'll, I'll tell you this. You, you're just stoked that this shit came out. Wow. It's Gerber Singles? I'm sorry. What Gerber Singles, yeah. What, Gerber's. What does that mean? For adults. What if What if you lost your childhood? So what, like single portions? I don't understand what the singles is. What? Uh, for single adults. The exact kind of person you would expect to be eating Gerber Singles. Wow. So it's baby it's baby food for adults. So um, single adults. Single adults. So you <laughs> me and my wife could not enjoy baby food together. Uh, I really doubt that. It would be taboo. Would enjoy it with anyone else. It's kind of weird. And and you have the, maybe some like weird peach thing or some weird bean thing or banana thing that like babies eat. If we got a blueberry delight, creamed beef. Mm. Cream chip beef. That's good. It just sounds like white trash food to me. Mediterranean vegetables. Oh. And beef burgundy. So basically, they're trying to say, like, they're burgundy. trying to... Yeah. Beef burgundy. High class. Yeah. Exactly. And you want to impress uh, yourself. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't think I would get into this. But the, the guy who was the adult baby, like, they had on the Learning Channel or whatever, who was, like, the 45-year-old guy who dressed up like a baby, mm-hmm. he'd be into that, I guess. So you're working towards that demographic. So basically, if you go and you buy that, it just reveals you have a very bizarre sexual fetish is what happens. No? And that's why you have some. Yeah. So stored, uh, stored away. Evidently it failed. So a- a- anything else in there, uh, Elliot? Pepsi AM. Okay. So this is just like a, he- a heavily caffeinated Pepsi, right? Uh, yeah. It uh, 25% more caffeine uh, nice. for a morning Pepsi instead of a cup of coffee. Hmm. See, I don't see... I mean, the. I mean, I'd mean, i much rather have a cup of coffee in the morning than a Pepsi because I don't, I don't really drink soda. But... 
I, I could see with soda drinkers, right? The, 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 I don't see why that failed. Does it say in there any reason why that product failed? Or uh, No, it was just uh, probably above its time, you know, because uh, now today, what do you got? Monster, Red Bull, you got those five-hour energy. Yeah, that's true. No one goes by AM and RPM. They just fucking do it up every time. They're, they're, just, yeah. they're just awake 24-7 give is me what a, happens. Give me an energy drink. Yeah. So uh, anything else in that list there? Diablo what? Diablo Loco. Flower-flavored Pez? But it tastes like... Like, what the fuck do flowers... I've never... Like, my tortoise could tell me what flowers taste like. I don't even know what... Maybe if they had three flowers-flavored Pez, that would be weird. It's like that Vaseline people put in their hair. I don't know. <laughs> no, Tres Flores. You're talking <laughs> Tres Flores. Yeah. yeah. You going out tonight? Yeah. I could smell the three flowers in the room, Buck. Yeah. I think, oh. Buck, did you used to wear three flowers I did. in your hair all the time? I went to... You know, I went to school in Pedro and yesterday... There was a big uh, Mexican and a Filipino. Oh. Uh, you know, and they both are... You would make high. a lot of money with a three-flower shop so, in San so Pedro because yeah. Mexican people the love first, three flowers. The first time I put the tres flores in the uh, in the dew was probably around sixth, seventh grade, yeah. And it's like a Vaseline. It's basically like Vaseline that people put in their hair. Just it is a pomade, it sir. It's it is a pomade. A, it is a pomade, and uh, yes, it, you put it on quite liberally. Yeah. You put on like shitloads so the hair shines. <clears throat> if you ever seen Raising Arizona, like when John Goodman's in the uh, in the stu- in the bathroom doing that shit, it's like yeah, that. yeah. I don't understand how people nice. keep their hair after putting that in there because as a bald American, I, I can see that jealous. Yeah. If I put like three flowers in, I just comb it and the hair would just leave my head. <laughs> you know, it would be horrible. No, it'd yeah. be stuck in the hunk. In the in the hunk of of the Vaseline substance. Yeah. 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 You know, that's nasty. But, Buck, you said you, you would smell like three flowers. Like, if you're going out to impress a lady, you'd put a little dollop in your I hand. I think that was the times when I mostly did it, was at a dance or something like that. Right. Like, right <laughs> before you took a chick to the Olive Garden, you put is, a little three flowers in your which hand? Which is the weirdest thing. No, because we'd walk from Maddie Malati's house to the dance, to the school, which was, like, blocks away. So, it'd be like, you know, the whole year I'd have this one hair, and then I'd be at a dance, and it'd be all slicked back or looking all stupid. You'd yeah. be like Bart Simpson when he goes to church? <laughs> Yeah, yeah there it is. Yeah, that was so me. F- flower flavored Pez. Like I remember, I think last time I had Pez had an LSD on it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but, I don't remember that flavor. Yeah, LSD flavored Pez. But Pez is tasty. Like cherry Pez is good. Like Pez is Pez, the thing is with Pez is like whenever I get a Pez dispenser, like Princess Leia, and you load it with Pez, but eventually you just pull the Pez out. And then you just eat the Pez because the whole dispensing ritual gets real old real quick and you just want the Pez because Pez is tasty. Pez You're like a crack at it. Yeah, Pez is just chewable vitamins to me, man, without the vitamins. Yeah. No, it tastes great. It's 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 not too, it's kind of mild. It's not too sugary. Yeah. I, uh, Do kids still eat chewable vitamins? Did you grow up on those? I did not. I took regular vitamins. See? I like, love Flintstones vitamins. Flintstones, dude. Yeah, those were the shit, right? I think that's where your addiction comes from. The Flintstones vitamins? Yeah, because like, you know, you're like me. You know, I would seriously crack it open. Like, crack I just it. bit Barney's head crack off. Head. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just bit Dino's head off. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I think if they made, they, what they should have done is they should have made, because that's a distinct flavor, the Flintstone vitamin. Like, it didn't matter oh, what color they, it was. They it was were still, crack. They were yeah. crack. Give but, me. Did I take mine today? I don't know. I can't taste it in my back tooth. Because <laughs> usually you'd eat it and it would stick in the, the crevices of your tooth and you'd oh, lick your tooth so and go, that's good. And then sometimes mom will get the uh, Scooby-Doo ones. You're like, this is whack. Just some bullshit. I need my Flintstones. But that's a, it's a 
distinct flavor. Like I'm sure yeah. kids these days didn't even grow up watching the Flintstones, but they know what a Flintstones vitamin is, right? I don't know. I don't think no, I don't think they eat that shit anymore. That's where no. Hanna Barbera made all their money in the vitamin game. I would think so. Yeah. Now it's Hannah Montana vitamins. Yes. That'd be weird. It's disturbing. Yeah. What kind of vitamins do you have nowadays? It's a funny story, actually. Um, we had on one of our shows, for some reason, I put up a photo of Hannah Montana as one of our show photos, like mm. a show, maybe a show we did like 70 shows ago or something. And it was a picture of Hannah Montana sticking out her tongue. And the funny thing is when I look at the website reports of, you know, p- things people search to find the show it says like hannah montana tongue and it's like basically like perverts and pederasts looking up photos of um i don't know what, what, what's her name uh molly cyrus molly miley, miley, miley cyrus miley. photos molly like, sims it's 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 like you know dirty sons of bitches looking for miley cyrus photos that find our show and end up listening to it because that picture comes up in the seo all right well so you think they stay on listen Maybe not. Oh, man. Hopefully. But if you are still listening, uh, <laughs> cool. ass out there, thank you for listening to the Farrell Podcast now. Uh, but I'd like to thank Elliot Dagan for showing up on the Farrell Podcast. Good to be here. I'd like to thank Buck Perez for nope. showing up on the Farrell Podcast. And, and uh, good note, Todd. Thank you. A little bit of a down note. No. Farrell Podcast takes a stand against... <laughs> PSA right at the end. <laughs> but there are listeners. We got no. Uh, you guys Show have a good bed. one. Share your bed. Little more loving than share your bed. Tito, Marla, Jackie. Share your bed. Lula, Lula, Lula. Lula, Lula, Lula. Uncle Satchmo's lullaby Ich sag gute Nacht And I say good night Schon leuchtet ein Stern mm, Yes, I see the light Die Sonne geht schlafen Der Tag ist vorbei When Uncle Satchmo sings his lullaby Baba da 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 says Ich träume von dir And I dream of you Bleib immer mein großer Freund Yes, I do Die Sonne